With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm joined once again by Kevin Graham to discuss our second victory in a week. Kevin, 
What was your thoughts on the second half? You weren't uh, overly enthused at half time. Better second half. This is one of these games. If we weren't in a run, the type of run that we're in at this precise moment in time, we would look at that as a post-European game and we'd be quite happy with the performance because it was completely controlled and in the second half we lifted it, got our two goals we deserved, probably should have scored probably should have scored more. But the run that we're in, we're still going to look on the negative side, we're still going to look oh, that we were a bit passive in the first half. But that, the first 15-20 minutes of the second half really won the game. As soon as we scored, there was no way we were going to lose that game. There was no way we were going to even draw that game. Um, I was a bit harsh on Moy at half-time. I thought he had a good second half. Quite glad that he didn't actually come off. I thought he, his work rate was, was great. Pleased for Big Duffy. He won everything in the air all day. Um, he got his goals. Probably should have got another one as well. Um, absolutely ecstatic for David Turnbull again. Another another great seventy odd minutes for the for the young laddie. Uh, Sorrow is just a wee buzz bomb in the middle of that park. He just runs about uh, mopping up, uh, appearing here and every everywhere. Tenacious in the tackle. It was a decent setting half. Not a, not a perfect setting half. A really, really decent setting half. Um, and one, as I say, if we were in a normal period, or what has been a normal period over the last four years, we'd be leaving the stadium the night gone. That was a decent performance after a European game. A fairly comprehensive victory in the end. I mean, at half time, we were talking about all the, the positives as well as some negatives. And we we looked at the performances of Taylor, El Yunusi, Frimpong, and of course, Edward. And we spoke about uh, potential changes that could have been made at half time. We didn't expect them to be made because that's not really what Lenny does. Um, but he did wait. Right up until, um, you know, you, you mentioned Turnbull there. Turnbull was brought off in the 80th minute. It was 67 minutes before any changes were made. And Edward and Frimpong were two of the boys that were uh, taken off. By which time, of course, we had opened the scoring. And like you say, I mean, um, I don't know if I heard Darren O'Day saying that the, the last thing that Duffy needs is a win bonus. Did he actually say that? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that myself. But, uh, or, a go, or a goal scoring bonus, something like that. Maybe a goal-scoring bonus, but all the players need a win bonus. We all need a win bonus. I know. I just I was going back to that tweet where he was saying that Celtic pay uh, all of his wages and we barely won a game since then. But um, it may have been tongue in cheek. But anyway, we're looking at the substitutions. I thought we we used the substitutions really well. Interestingly enough, though, Kev, uh, no sign of Griffiths or a Yeti when Eduard came off. Is Klamala now our second choice striker or? I'll, I'll push that even further looking ahead to the Scottish Cup final if we do indeed play with one up front which I'm sure Lenny will who does he play? because Edward was not at the races today Edward was not at the races but again if you go to a cup final and don't play odds on Edward and it ends up going pear shaped then you're going to get abuse for that well um, you are going to get abuse for that Edward's going to start he is going to start by the same token, Kev, by the same token, um, you know, you've got three players in there who would never have been in anybody's starting lineup a month ago in Hazard, Sorrow and Turnbull, who are replacing the record uh, signing for a goalkeeper at Celtic. They're replacing Scott Brown, who's a captain of the club. Um, so you're, you're looking at that, they're replacing potentially Rogic, who, uh, who had looked pretty good, or, or Christie even. So by that, can I, um, you know, if you're looking at it from form, you're playing the three guys on form. How can you play Eddie on form? He was murdered today. 
it's a fuzzy logic, ain't it? The way I'm playing Eddie, but I would play Eddie if Eddie's fit, he plays. What about the other three I've mentioned? Because that was the question asked, and it's a question on everybody's lips leading up to this game. Will he play Hazard? Will he play Sorrow? And will he play Turnbull? He did, and all three of them were, were the right choices. You've got to. We spoke before the game about uh, the game against Leo being ground zero. It's a dead rubber in terms of what we could get from the Europa League, but we had to start somewhere in terms of the turnaround of this season. We were very cautious after the game, Kevin, about not uh, moving into the hysterical levels of our season is going to be saved. But what we tried to do is pull as many positives from that as, as we possibly could. And three of those positives were the three guys I've mentioned. When the team lines came out today, I was delighted that all three of them were in there in the starting lineup. Um, I was a wee bit surprised that Luxalt was was left out, uh, but obviously you know Neil Lennon's maybe looking at Taylor to make sure that Luxalt and Taylor are options um, should he decide to pick one or the other for the Scottish Cup final. But I do think that it was ground zero. I would be absolutely amazed if we were to start the Scottish Cup final next week with any of those three players missing. Do they make the cut for you? Yes, they do. Um... For the performance over the last two games, I think they've added an energy and drive to the team. The big goalie seems to have a bit of camera influence at the back. Um, the save that he made today but was straight at him right enough, but he still had to be alert enough to make it. Uh, he seems comfortable with the ball at his feet. He, 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 seem, he seems commanding. Um, so the, the, the goalie starts... You, have, you need to have a look. You need to have a look now. We've been going on all this season about the pivot in the middle of the park. The Brown and McGregor pivot has they been working? The last two games, while McGregor was well, was poor against Lille the other night. He was. He made a couple of errors today. He was quietly effective, and it, the the pivot with him and Fort, Sorrow has a decent balance, which we haven't seen to had this season with McGregor and Brown there. Um, so you have a look at them. You also have a look at what David Turnbull was brought to the side as well in the final third. Mm. He, he's brought something different. He's brought an energy. He's brought he's, a, he's brought a corner kick. He's brought a corner kick. He's brought a danger from set plays. He, he's brought just a, an enthusiasm to actually get forward as well. What, what was really interesting? What was really interesting today for me, as we seem to have went. We've heard it for weeks and weeks. Was we need to get back to basics? We need to get back to basics. How many times did you see the centre halves just putting their foot through the ball today? Quite a lot. When if there if there were in any doubt whatsoever, they just put their laces through the ball and knocked it long for it for Eddie to chase. And you saw that as well. There was a safety first attitude today, and. Maybe that's the back to basics that we need. We, we needed hard graft and we got that hard graft. Now, people will say we have Glasgow Celtic, we should be better than hard graft, but you've got to do the hard graft first. What was the Jockstein famous quote? Uh, you've got to you've got to work in your overalls before you can put on your best suit. So, was, that, was that, have I just made that up? Or maybe oh, I'm, 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 if you have made it up, well done, because um, it's a, a very good quote. But I think when you're looking at that performance today, Kevin, um, we had to we had to really get back to what we did well after two wins in 12 games. And I think when you were then analysing what we weren't doing so well, a lot of the, the real obvious things um, that were coming out from the Celtic supporters and coming through our bulletin were, were things that Lenny um, was dead against. For example, dropping your captain. I mean, 
yeah, Brown didn't even feature today. He didn't come on. Um, again, going into the Scottish Cup final, I've asked you the question about Eddie. I don't think it is unthinkable. You know, it's unthinkable at times to drop your captain, but we've done it. And since we've done it, we've won two games. Eduard, I had him in my starting lineup. I put my, my starting lineup um, out during the weekend, and he started today because he's our best striker, but he's not playing well. He's really not playing well. And I think that um, I, I would be loath to start with Klamala because I, I don't think he does give you enough. I mean, he came on today, and I don't mean effort because the guy's got effort to burn. Came on today, um, takes on a, a throw in, wins possession, and then he's at the edge of the box when Ayer crosses the ball in. His work rate cannot be denied, Kevin, but he doesn't have the instinct. And I mean, there was a an occasion today where El Yunusi opens up, gives it to Taylor, who crosses it right across the face of goal. It comes off a commandant player, of course, and goes out for a corner. But someone with that instinct puts their toe right through that, and it's a goal. You know, they throw their body at it. I don't think Klamala's got it. So if if we're able to drop your captain, as we have done in the last two, two games, and quite rightly so, you can drop Edward for the Scottish Cup final because he's not given us enough. You know, there was that occasion in the first half with Duffy playing down the channel, down the left channel. Edward, it was a token run. You know, he was never going to... And then he turns around and shouts at Eddie, uh, Duffy that he wants it through the middle. So I, I honestly would not say that he's a certain a certainty to start against Hearts. That, that's what I mean about the long balls. The, the, it was obviously they've, been, they've, they've spoken about that. They're going to say the two centre halves, Julian and, and Duffy, are going to shell it every so often. They're just going to shell it, and the and the front players have to be ready for that. And it didn't look like Eddie was up for actually doing that shift. Kamala is up for doing that shift, but as you say, there's still faults in his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when he came on, he didn't really do enough when he came on to say, by the way, that's a decision that Neil Lennon's got to make. I don't think it is a decision that Neil Lennon's got to make. His decision is Eddie starts. Uh, because I don't based, think, based on what? Based on, I don't think Kamala... Based well, on his performances but, previously, because that was murder of the day. Basically, just based on your point, what he says about Kamala. I don't think he's ready to be a starting striker for Celtic. But if Celtic are going to be playing these long balls that you've identified, that's not Eddie's game. Eddie won't, that doesn't suit Edward in the slightest. It does get him behind the defence. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about long balls for him to actually jump in there and kid on his John Hartson. I'm talking about balls in behind. No, no. I, I, when you're looking at playing players who are on form, getting back to basics, looking at Ryan Christie or, or Scott Brown and saying you're not playing well and removing them from the team, that's as basic as it can get and it's worked. I think there was an element of luck on Thursday night. No one expected, I don't think, for all three of those players to star in Hazard, Sorrow and Turnbull. They did. And Lenny done the right thing by keeping them in. But by that logic, you don't play Edward against Hearts because he was the poorest player on the park today. And not only that, he didn't actually look that interested. Did he play front pong as well then? He didn't from, look that interested. No, I wouldn't. Did, 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 Absolutely he not. That interested. No, I wouldn't play him because he, he was also very poor today. So I wouldn't play him. Absolutely not. You've got to play the players. Darno Day made the, the the point, and I've made it this week as well. They guys on the bench need to win the jerseys back. Now, if you're playing, you need to make sure that jersey's yours. Did Frimpong do that today? No. no. Did Edouard do it today? No. No. No, we're not, we're not at a point here where you can get all misty-eyed about what Edouard done last year. He's not playing well enough, you drop him. He's still on the bench. He can still make an impact. The problem I've got is it would appear that Klamala is the second second uh, choice at the moment up front. Griffiths hasn't played in two. Uh, yet he's came on fleetingly as a, as a substitute. So I don't think Klamala can lead that line either. So 
there's a big, big shout for uh, next Sunday when we play Hearts. But I don't think there's even a question about the other three names that were mentioned in Hazard, Sorrow and Turnbull. Would you start with A3? Of course. I, I don't think there is a question either. But you've also got to have a look at what, what's IAE and uh, Griffiths done. They're not even getting a sniff. They haven't had a sniff in the last two games. Ayeti uh, played last week against, no, well, there was a Ross County game and he hit the inside of the post and he annoyed you because he laughed when he hit the, hit the inside of the post. Has he been seen since? After, after that? No, he hasn't. He came on and as a substitute did the other night. As, did he? Yeah, he did, aye. Oh. But the thing is, Kevin, if you're, if you're playing, if you're picking a team on merit, Edward doesn't play after that today, neither does Frimpong. And I don't know if Frimpong had an injury, but you don't play any of the two of them. I'm going to ask you for your Scottish Cup lineup um, and obviously we can come back to that. Uh, later on but corner kicks David Turnbull I mean we I was going to have a look at on average how many corners we win we win a lot of corner kicks particularly domestically Kevin and the Ferenc Varos Dundee United game we won 17 corner kicks between the two games and we created nothing from them we now have someone who's picking picking out a player just about every single time what a difference that makes his delivery for the left hand side his in swingers are uh, frightening to try and defend and our, our big centre half, Julian and, and Duffy, you saw the amount of chances. Well, I think they had three chances today. Julian had one in the first half. Duffy had two in the second half. Scored with one as well. I mean, that's the, the guys should be loving that. Oh, this is going to go into the box now. Whereas before with Ryan Christie, we were lucky they, if the ball got into the box. And, and even the one that we had when we played the short corner with Callum McGregor, and McGregor flashed that across the, the face of the goal. And that kind of annoys me as well. It annoys me as well that all your players seem to be coached to go to the front post. There's nobody at the back post. There's never anybody at the back post. They all seem to be in that area at the, at the near post. And they're, and, they're, and they're obviously told to go to the, go to the front post. Talking about back posts, just just came to my mind talking about the back post. I asked you in the first half about Taylor's penalty shout, Kev. What about Eddie's in the second half with a handball at the back post? I probably agree with Darren O'Day. Um, if VAR's in play up here, that's a penalty. Is it a penalty? No, it's not in my book. But by the letter of the law, it's a penalty kitchen. Because, you know, I'm not going to get ground down unless it's a horrific refereeing performances of which I'm sure I have no doubt there will be a few between now and the end of the season. But I'm now looking at the goal difference. I'm looking at ensuring that we certainly don't lose any more in terms of points, game on game, Kev. And we said that before we came in. Obviously, Dundee United scored against Rangers today. It's 2-1. And we've clawed one goal back today, but we've certainly not lost any in terms of goals or points. And that's going to be like that game to game now domestically because we are in a, in a fight to try and claw this back um, so yeah absolutely the corners it's a hidden weapon that bizarrely enough we've not been utilising all season long and one of the recipients from those corners is going to be undoubtedly Shane Duffy who claimed the first goal got the second and could have had a third now last Thursday and today I mean we've seen a different Shane Duffy we've seen someone who's far more composed I mean I still think he's cumbersome at times but could we could we craft, and this goes back to Gary McDowell's point as well, could we craft a partnership between Duffy and Julian yet with Ayer playing down the right? Because Ayer had another good game right back today. One of the problems that we've had this season, Paul, and it's been said plenty of times, is we've never crafted any sort of par partnership. We've never had any cohesion. So we've got to go for that. You've got to have a look at Ayer's had two good games at right back. Right, you're a right back for the foreseeable. Duffy and Julian 
are our two centre halves. You can't go changing it. Um, and you've got to have a look at the, le- the, the left back situation as well. I don't think Greg Taylor had a bad game. He never had a great game, but he he he. he, he he didn't have a bad game, but you need to get a settled back five. And that's what you're looking at. It's a settled back five that you've got to got to go. These guys have got to get used to playing again, play, playing with each other. And today, I mean, there's a big lad up front for Kilmarnock there. Um, and Duffy and, Duffy and Julian handled them extremely well. And we all know what we've already seen this season. And in previous seasons, especially with Julian, sometimes he doesn't like a big physical challenge. Eh? But he was fine today, so was Duffy. Not, they didn't they didn't do anything wrong, but you you've got to get partnerships and you've got to get cohesion. So you've got to so you've got to keep the A two as a partnership. Mm, no, absolutely. Now, uh, just before we go any further, big shout out to one of our new viewers in James Kennedy. Just started watching over the last few days, Kev. So he's welcome. And uh, remember, everyone, if you are watching on YouTube, keep subscribing because you know we are putting out daily content. And if you're happy with the daily content because it's free and you want to chuck a couple of pounds into the pot, then it will all go to charity. And there is a link underneath the video that will take you to our charity fundraiser, which we are calling the Quadruple Treble. Charity weekend because it is still a quadruple char- uh, treble that's on Kev next weekend. And just to let everybody know that we got a few brilliant donations during that game. Barry Flaherty threw in a hundred pounds, and Gary Miller twenty pounds. Murphy eighteen eighty eight twenty pounds. We're now sitting at five thousand one hundred pounds on the charity front, which is superb. Thanks everybody for getting involved in that as well. So Duffy, you think we're going to get a player out of him yet? We were talking not that long about go about sending him back to Brighton in January. Uh, look, the whole team's went through a complete and utter, as, as I says on Thursday night, we've had, there's been a perfect storm. There's been poor form, players struggling, no poor recruitment, but it look, what looked like poor recruitment, players struggle to settle and there's been poor coaching and poor game management. Eh? And that's the three things that we need to sort. And if the team starts building in confidence, then you would hope that these players would find form. Duffy is not a bad player. He has his limitations and he's just like the rest of the team. He just went down a wormhole with us over the last six, seven weeks. And we've got and we've got to we've got to hope that the confidence just starts creeping back. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, all, I mean, all we were looking for the day was a decent enough performance to take us to a cup final next week. And we got that. I think we got that. After a European game, I think we got a decent enough performance where the manager has got some big questions to answer for next Sunday. Well, you know, sometimes, though, Kevin, it's a good headache for a manager to have. We're talking about, does Edward start? That in itself is, is bizarre because Edward is a class player. He's not shown it. And that today was a very poor performance, not only by his standards, but when you're bringing on someone like Clamalla and even Griffiths, when they come on, they just, they'll, they'll run all day for you. That's not enough as a Celtic striker. You need something different. And I think Griffiths certainly has. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. As that, I'm not convinced Clamalla does. Yet he started off his Celtic career with a bit of a bang. You know, his first half a dozen games, it looked as though, yeah, he's the real deal. 
Unfortunately, he's gone off the boil, and uh, I wouldn't expect him to see him, see him anywhere near a starting berth. Then you're looking at, at, at Griffiths, Kev, and it's quite clear that he's pretty much out the picture at the moment. Uh, he was being used as an impact sub, scored three goals from the bench. Now he's just up sub. Uh, Klamala is the guy that uh, Lennon is going to when Edward's coming off. As I say the other night, he literally ran his socks off because he had to get his socks replaced. Um, and then Edward... We know what he's got, but he's not showing it. So, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, ex- I fully expect Lenny to play him. But by the, the method and, and the logic that we're using to continue to play the Hazard, Sorrow and Turnbull, you wouldn't play Frimpong or, or Edward. So hopefully we can get a tune out of him on Sunday. Now, let's talk about that clean sheet, Kev. I know, I know, a clean sheet. La- last time I've had a clean sheet was against Hibs, 3 nothing, I believe, at Celtic Park. Wow, that was that be right? start, start at of home. September. Start at of home. September, I would have been yeah, so I mean, a big part of that, it goes down to the partnership that is being developed, I would say, between Julian and Duffy, and long may that continue. Ayers looking brilliant to right back. You know, a few people suggested that quite a few weeks ago, Kevin, and I wasn't sold on the idea, but his last two performances have, have certainly proved me wrong. And then the goalkeeper, I just think he's a commanding, he's not doing anything fancy, he just seems to be a commanding presence at the back. It's quite weird, eh? it's, pro- it's probably because there isn't any pressure on Connor Hazard that he can come in and just play his natural game. I mean, we're in such a bad funk anyway, so him coming in and just being that calm and presence and did just you, being... Just, did you say, say funk? Yes, I did. did. Yes. Yes, I, I didn't. I didn't say what you thought I said. No, I'm just. I, I love the use of the word funk. Well done. I'm glad you got it in there. Um, so he, he can come in and be be himself. He hasn't had the pressure of Scott Bain or uh, Barkas. Mm. I mean, there's guys that have came in that haven't had the pressure of this bad run, and they're able to just come in and play their natural game. And I don't think that can be overlooked. I mean, there's guys coming in there. Maybe if you play Brown again, but it's in, it's in the the back of the back of Brown's mind. Going, I've been poor the last couple of weeks. I've I'm struggling here. I, I'm maybe a yard off the pace. Yeah, and, and with Barkas as well, he's maybe going. I haven't had a decent save yet. I haven't I'm done. Partly to blame for the bad run. Yeah, I I haven't done nothing yet to make me feel confident that I'm the number one goalkeeper here. Eh? I just mm. seem to, I just seem to be keep on losing goals. And there's nothing I can do about it, eh? So uh, there's maybe that pressure. The, the guys that came in haven't had that pressure of the bad run uh, weighing on their minds. And next week's com- next week's completely different for them, though. It's a cup final. We go in as massive, massive favourites. Well, maybe no massive favourites. Well, maybe massive favourites when we got there. Um, but we go in as favourites, and there's pressure next week. So it'll be interesting to see if Neil. Look, I'm sitting here, my head, my head's already going. Neil's going to go away. He's tried and trusted. Do you think? And I think he's going to go. <coughs> pardon me. I think he'll come out with some utter nonsense, like the guys that go us there deserve the chance or something like that. He'll come out mm. with that. Well, fo- football doesn't worry that we've seen it this season that that sentimentality that loyalty hasn't been working this season and I think game by game you're playing the best team that, that showed uh, the previous week if you ask me and that, that's why we've went out there today and that, that performance 
was, a, a, you know, over the 90 minutes, Kev, was vastly improved on the likes of St. Johnson, Ross County, etc. Now, Gary Reeves makes a good point, and Gary is a very welcome uh, viewer of a Celtic state of mind, and um, uh, he watches from afar, but normally travels all the way up from London, uh, you know, every other week to watch Celtic, and has done so for many, many years, and in fact, decades. Um, and he's saying that pretty sure Duffy will excel in a confident winning Celtic side. Um, there was a lot of pressure, of course there was, and I think a lot of the pressure that was on Duffy was put on himself, it meant so much to him, but today he did seem to be fairly confident, Kevin, that's a big thing, I mean you look at the, the game, people are saying don't get over uh, hyped about the game against Lille, you know, didn't he overreact there, it was only one result, but we had to start somewhere, and it could well be that we are starting a winning run. And then it becomes to me, you know, we'll come back and deal with other issues later. I mean, I know there was a, a protest today, but the, the one thing we need to do is we need to salvage what we can from this season, starting off with Sunday, quadruple treble. But then, I mean, that, that league form needs to be maintained. I think there will be um, the famous, not a breakdown by Rangers by all means, but there will certainly be a few occasions where they drop points where you don't expect them to drop points. And that, that is going to happen. That happens to everybody throughout a season because that team and the way that they've played, and I'm taking nothing away from them, they've been excellent this season. Um, but again, we get the confidence up and we go into Ibrox and it's a different it's a different monster altogether, isn't it? There's a few other there's a few other players that we need to talk about. First one I would say is David Turnbull, Kevin. Two games in a row, potentially two man of the match performances in a row, and then all of a sudden you're looking at McGregor. There was a moment in that game, Turnbull, McGregor and Ayer. There was a move on 77 minutes, ended up with Ayer on the right-hand side. The first-time ball by McGregor after the ball mm-hmm. in from Turnbull was outstanding. And that's the kind of thing. But, I mean, I know he wasn't at his best on Thursday night, but I'm glad he wasn't dropped. I'm glad he held the captain's armband again today, McGregor. And hopefully he can express himself a wee bit better because he's been playing within himself all season. He's got... A- He's got a, a, a padlock behind him now in Sorrow. Eh? I think he trusts that Sorrow's going to be there. Um, I, I, he probably trusts Brown's going to be there as well. But sometimes, I mean, I, you have to go back to that game at Pataudry, and I don't want to go back to that game at Pataudry, but you look at the tackle that he made in the box, it was sheer and utter desperation that gave Aberdeen that penalty kick. You look, you look what he did today, he looked comfortable today. Uh, he, he looked like he knew his job. Um, he knew... The two pivots look like they knew their, knew their job. And McGregor, McGregor is a class player. And I know some folks say we give him an easy time, but does he not deserve an easy time? <laughs> really, really. I mean, he's, he's a cog that makes us tick. Um, I'm just glad that every transfer window that we get through, McGregor doesn't leave. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm real, I'm, he is really, really, for me, he is really that important to that Celtic side. And out of everybody that we know that there's players want to leave, I hope Callum McGregor is not one of them because well, I, 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 think, I think we could handle losing any of them, but I think we, we would struggle to replace Callum McGregor. This has been obviously a, a big part of this season. Uh, the comments after the Fens-Faros game, it's not going to go away. It will probably be revisited in January uh, because I do believe that one or two of the players uh, who have been agitating or looking for a move will get their move. I actually think they will. End champ. He's not even featuring at the moment. I know that it was said that he had an injury on Thursday night. Uh, McGregor, I can confirm from a source very close to the club that he certainly wasn't one of the guys agitating for a move, Kev. So, I mean, some of the other ones, everybody can figure it out, you know. Um, But I don't think they'll all go because we're talking five or six. Uh, But McGregor wasn't one of them. 
And I think that, you know, Encham, could we afford Encham leaving? 100%. We could have afford, afforded him before I, Turnbull. I, I know. We could, have, we could have afforded him leaving in, in the summer. I know, we could, I we, know. And, and we spoke about that at great length. Yeah. When, when you were looking at one of the big names that were going to leave, one of the first teamers that was going to leave, Cham jumped out at us, going, well, you, I, I think he can go. We could afford to leave him um, because due to the fact that we had a what seemed like a plethora of midfield players at that time, some of them haven't played well this season, it's got to be said. And then, of course, Turnbull comes in and it, there's another one. So, yeah, I think Cham is someone who... As good as he can be uh, from time to time, Kevin, he's not contributing enough and I think he will leave and that would be fine. Um, Christy came on today, didn't make a big impact today. Uh, I don't think he's a certainty to start um, against Hearts, but let's have a look at what you think is going to happen, your, your lineup Now, from Facebook, Hazard, Ayer, Duffy, Julian and Laxalt, McGregor and Sorrow, Christy Turnbull, Elianusi and Klamala up front. Listen, I don't think it's going to be that much different from that side, Kev. What about yourself? Right. Uh, right, I'm, I'm going to put myself on Neil Lennon's head here. Scott Bain, Ayer, Duffy, Duffy, Julian, Laxall, McGregor, Brown, Christie, Turnbull and Eddie. Wow. I would I would not drop Hazard after the last two games. I would certainly either, certainly wouldn't drop Sorrow. I wouldn't either, but I've tried to put myself in Lenny's shoes there. Oh dear. Well, listen, it was very interesting this morning before obviously kick off this afternoon rather, where we seen the team lines coming in. And I, I was looking at that thinking, Well done. Um it shouldn't be deemed a bold move, but it was pretty bold. They kept the three guys in, you know, Sorrow and uh, Turnbull and obviously Hazard, and they were right to stay in. I think they've actually added to their right to stay in the team after another good performance today. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But then what you're saying there, Kevin, is you're saying, well, your captain doesn't start. And I've already said, you know, on current form, Edward shouldn't start, but then he probably will. He probably will start. Um, I don't think Frimpong played well today. Does that mean that Christie starts? Probably. I think Christie will. I think Eduard will. I'm not so sure about Brown. I've got to say, I'm I, not so sure about Brown. I can't see us going into to one a quadruple treble against Hearts and Scott Brown not playing. Scott Brown not starting. I can't see that. But is that just sentimentality, Kev? It is, but I can't see it. It's not in form. It's not in form. I cannot. I wouldn't do it. But I cannot see our management team not doing it. But then that, that that's and it'll get proved if it happens, it'll get proved whether it's right or wrong. So Dinny at me, I would I would I would play Sorrow, but our manager will play Scott Brown in a Scottish Cup final. Did you just say don't at me? I should stop listening to the NFL podcasts. Without a doubt. Uh, Joe Porter <laughs> makes a brilliant suggestion. Celtic should double what you guys raise. That would be nice. We are, in, um, we are trying to obviously organise, but just through this conversation, we've had another £55 coming in from Eddie Armstrong and Gabriella Welsh. So thank you very much for that. We're now sitting at 5155. Um, I'm thinking that uh, you know someone did... Two companies placed £10,000. Everybody knows what happened. And um, on the proviso that Peter Lowell gave us an interview for the weekender, um, he's not able to do that, but uh, he has said that we can revisit that in the new year, Kevin. We will hopefully have Peter Lowell on the show in the new year, where Celtic will be as a club, who knows, and um, hopefully we'll still be in a league title race. And, um, 
you know, who knows who's going to be the manager? Who knows who's going to be the CEO? If he announces that he's going to step down, he'll still be in his uh, position at that stage, I would guess. But uh, yeah, it would be nice if the if the club got on board with that and gave us some. But it's not going to happen, I don't think, Joe, because I think everything they generate goes to their own. Um, Charity Arum, yes, I think that's the way it works. I'm pretty sure it does. And that's great. They do some brilliant work uh, through the, the Charity Foundation as well. Um, Ayer, man of the match, absolutely. No bad, Kev, for a converted midfield player, eh? Uh, no bad for... Uh, aye, he done well. He's done well at right back a couple of times, eh? Um, he, has got, he has got his, like... He always looks like he's knacker, eh? <laughs> Anytime that the camera goes on him, he's always got that... <sighs> Like it looks like he's struggling for breath. Eh? Um, he just gives it all. Eh? He's a, he's a big unit to get up and down there, eh? and it, it probably it probably shouldn't work, but it does at times. Well, I think this one's for you from Michael the Boy uh, via Twitter. The fridge is slowly getting to grips with the game up here. Kevin, and that actually follows a, a mention from someone else who reckons that Neil Lennon's management of Duffy has been first class. Um, he's taken him out of the limelight. He's slowly brought him back into the game. We might actually have a player in Duffy, Kev, which a couple of weeks ago I would have not expected that to be the case. I thought, listen, it's just not worked. Sometimes that happens in football. It just hasn't worked out. Do you think that we're going to keep him first and foremost? Even if we do, do we still need another centre half come January? I think we will need another centre half come January. Uh, Brighton have already said that they, we can't send them back, uh, so I think he's I think he's here for the season. Um, will we need another centre half in January? Yes, more than likely, because we probably also need a right back as well. Because I think Ayer could be one of the players to leave. You think so? Well, uh, let's hope it's not because I think that um, you know he is pivotal to, to Celtic's uh, turnaround over the last couple of games. I'm not saying the whole Definitely. season's turned around yet. A couple of other guys I want to talk about, Kevin, uh, before we wrap this up. And the first one is Mikey Johnson. He comes back on. Brilliant to see him back. And hopefully he can make a few other appearances uh, in the coming weeks for their game at Ibrox because... You know, down the left, we have kind of missed the creative, the creativity that Mikey Johnson brings to the side, haven't we? We've, we've got no wide players. We've got apart from uh, the fullbacks, um, we've got no natural attacking wide players. I think Fling Pong again proved that he hasn't got that mentality in the final third. Um, so getting Mikey back, I mean, he cut inside well and he fired the shot across the bar, but he just he, he saw his quickness of feet. Again, it's, I don't know if the, the Colts or the, the development side have got a game this week to get him more minutes, um, but he's maybe played himself another decent week's training. He might play himself onto the bench for next week mm-hmm. um, as well. Eh? So it was nice to see him back on the, the pitch. Pity about his moustache, but what he says about that, the better. Um, he, had but the, he, he had a bit of the Chris, Chris McQueers going on, didn't he? He did the half eye, he did the half eye. It looked like he still had his lockdown haircut as well, eh, that his maw had cut. So, uh-huh. so ah, well, that's, look, it's good to see him back. Look, I'm quite happy. Um, we need to be positive and we can't get, we can't indulge in hi- hyperbole. We need to be positive. We've had two good wins this week. We've got a cup final to look forward to next week, uh, next Sunday, for what would be a quadruple treble then once we get that over, we can look to the future. But the future's looking okay because we've we've seen guys like Hazard, Soro, 
uh, Turnbull can actually come in and contribute. So there, there is a wee green, sheet, green, green shoots there for the future. Oh, but definitely. Ne- but, but next week, next week feels like a bookend, a son. Next week feels like a bookend, a son. Uh, and I've been saying that since Aberdeen. That this feels, this feel, the cup final feels like it's holding everything up, which is quite strange for a cup final to feel like. But mm. I think, I think the cup final is holding us moving forward, holding up, holding us up moving forward. And once we get it all out the out the way, hopefully we'll be at this point next next Sunday night ra- raised a hell of a lot of money and celebrating winning the Scottish Cup, winning a quadruple treble. And then we can look to the future. Well, a great point actually from Gordon Adams. Duffy is quality Scottish football catches a lot of people out. It certainly did catch him out. He seemed off the pace, but he's maybe settled in now, which is brilliant. Hopefully that can continue into the Scottish Cup final next weekend, Kevin. Now, you mentioned our charity weekender, and uh, I make absolutely no apologies for mentioning that again. We do have a link underneath the video. We're going to be going for 24 hours, 12 hours on a Saturday, 12 hours on a Sunday from 8 till 8. Uh, we've got some brilliant podcasts involved in this, Kevin. Everybody from the Four Tims and Applaud to the Cynic to uh, Stevie Ray with the Celtic End podcast. We've got Celtic Underground. We have the Homeboys. There's a whole host of Celtic podcasts involved and it's going to be a great weekend uh, and we're going to be obviously producing it from our studio in Dalkeith but most people will be zooming in so um, I'll be to blame if it doesn't go right but we're hoping to raise as much cash as possible for four charities coming up to Christmas so please get involved and uh, as I say 24 hours dip in and out dip in and out I'll be putting out a schedule during the week once everybody has firmed up their own times uh, any podcast you are tuning into this I uh, will be dropping you a wee email this evening and we'll get everything sorted out for Saturday at 8 o'clock in the morning Kev so hopefully you can join us for the game at some point we're going to be on a Celtic State of Mind will be broadcasting for the game and, and the rest of the, the content will be over to people like St. Rocks and various others. The Kano Foundation will be on for an hour as well. So oh, loads, oh, loads happening. Um, I'm just going to put out another wee uh, well-wisher video later on this uh, this evening as well, Kevin. So brilliant that people are getting involved. Was it not great to hear from Craig Bellamy the other day? Haven't heard anything from Craig Bellamy for ages. I always thought Craig Bellamy had unfinished business with us. Eh? I, I wish they would have came back for another year and... Uh, Aye, it was nice to. It was really more surprising to find out that he's working for Anderlecht. Under twenty ones. Uh, under twenty ones at Anderlecht. That was really yeah. quite surprising. How 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 did that end up? But obviously, Vincent Company's the manager there, eh? So that'll be something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Craig Bellamy in Belgium. That just yeah. that's got a film about it. Eh? Well, <laughs> so it, was, a... <laughs> it was brilliant to hear from him, I've got to say, uh, absolutely superb, and um, we're looking forward to next weekend, but uh, everyone who's been getting involved, thank you very much, the subscribers on YouTube are going up, and that's what we want to continue to happen, uh, thanks for joining us on YouTube, Twitter and Facebook, and once again, Kevin Graham, thank you for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind.
message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.